Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Tune in to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life, and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515 605 9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Grand Rising, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and we're going to be joining Dr. Debbie Green, and we want you to call in 515 605 9325 and press 1 so that you can have your voice heard 
on this topic today. All of us are in need of some type of counseling at some points in our lives. We simply have to recognize when we are in emotional distress and are in need of another voice outside our own minds to give us some kind of insight so that we may be able to face life in a more balanced fashion. We want you to join Dr. Debbie Green today as we take a look at damaged emotions. Most people struggle with damaged emotions caused by some traumatic event or major disappointment in life. Under toxic emotions is unforgiveness against the self or another person. Either way, it's a losing battle. And it's a losing battle to the person carrying unforgiveness as a badge of honor. When a person learns how to forgive, it is giving back life to the injured, setting the captive free once and for all. So join Dr. Debbie Green as we discuss this full matter in full on social on soulful solutions. And we want you to free your mind, your soul, and heart from unforgiveness and live life with purpose. We'll be right back after this quick break, and we invite you to stick and stay, don't stray away. We'll be right back with Dr. Debbie Green and Soulful Solutions. Stay with us. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TheMediaConnectionTV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato.
worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code the female solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. And we are back. You're listening to the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. And we're joining Dr. Debbie Green as she discusses damaged emotions. How do you let go of the pain? And we want you to call in and ask questions. This is your opportunity to get your Needed therapy from Dr. Debbie Green. Call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak. you say you 
are the victim, that's the reason why it's hard for you to forgive. But and let's just say if we take the victim mentality off of this, If we take the victim mentality off, which means I am no longer a victim of that crime, I am no longer a victim of that violation, I am no longer a victim of the broken relationship, I am no longer a victim, I am deciding to move on. What does that mean, to move on? It's a process of letting go, isn't it? That's the hardest thing for us to do is to let go. And the only reason why it's difficult because we know that it requires change. And the only thing, the only one that can let go is you. (laughs) It doesn't matter what your family think about it or your friends. You are the only one that has to let go of it. You have to say, that's enough of me suffering. You got to say it. Open your mouth and speak life more abundantly. Why? Why would you not? You're still living, aren't you? You're still waking up in the morning. So why would you not allow yourself to be totally free? What is the purpose of life if we're not free? Okay. So I want to give you some benefits, okay? The benefits of forgiving someone and yourself. I gave you a few just now, so let's examine that. Healthier relationships. Because when people hold things inside against other people, they struggle with trusting people. They struggle with trusting people when they do this. So they get to a point where it's an overbearing situation. Overbearing. And so now the relationship is put in a whole lot of stress, trauma, because you're still hurting from the last relationship. I know y'all see my kitty cat. See him right there? <laughs> no, it's not something that you talk to see. That's Charlie in the back, by the way. Charlie, you want to say good morning? <laughs> but forgiveness is, is actually, uh, a, it's such a, oh my goodness, it's such a beautiful thing when you just allow yourself just to be present and do it. Again, it improves your mental health. The way you look at life, the way you examine life, how you respond to people, the things that you hold in your mind, it improves that area. You have less anxiety, you know, less stress, less hostility, fewer symptoms of depression. Look at that. So if you ever battle in depression, you got that you got some unforgiveness inside your heart, it just makes it worse. Lower blood pressure. 
overwhelmed with this, we become more irritated, we become more stressed out, we become more pressured because of the unforgiveness is attracting the things outside of ourselves to keep it alive. Do you not know we're magnets in the universe? There's a certain mag- magnet- magnetic field that you have that is attracting things each and every day. And you want to know, why does this keep happening to me? Why it seems like every time I turn around, you know, say something is going wrong, something is... Check your being. What are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? That's why I said. What kind of damaged emotions are you holding on to that you have been suppressing because you have not chose to let them go and move on? When you don't let things go, you're operating in unforgiveness. Do you not know? Oh, I ain't worried about that. I just put it back in my mind. Okay, we'll put it back there and see what happens. Every time somebody hurts you, Every time you feel victimized, that's what you do. You put it to the back of the mind. You put it to the back of the mind, which is feeding that unforgiveness. That's all you do. Every day you feed more and more and more and more and more. And that burden from every event gets heavier and heavier. Psychologically, those stress hormones produces cortisol. Cortisol is a chemical that's released from the brain because of stress. And it goes all the way through your body. Hmm? And that's what causes the inflammation I'm telling you about. Okay? A lot of people get colds and sinus infections and all kinds of stuff. They, and they think it's just seasonal allergies. Well, if, how often do you have a seasonal allergy? Once in a while. But if you find yourself constantly having them, you need to check your stress level. But most of all, you need to check your damaged emotions that you've been holding on to linked to this unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will even cause you with this thing called IBS. If you don't know what that is, it's called irritable bowel syndrome. Okay. Any doctor tell you came from stress. I don't care if you go to an internalist, a GP, uh, any any doctor will tell you what causes that stress causes that. Okay, let's 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 track it back. Let's track it back. Let's track it back. If I'm stressed out, why am I stressed out? Because of some damaged emotions that I, I'm either going through in my current life or my past life that I am still holding on to because I chose. Not forgive and move on. I'm just telling you. This is what the world is dealing with, y'all. These are people who take other people out, which means by some means of damage, some means of hurt, some means of danger, some means of criminal activity. Because people can take other people out with their words. Somebody can speak to you and you'll get an injury from the words that they speak. Not that not just the actions, the words. And you feel so victimized. And you get so in, you get so angry. You get so angry and so victimized to the point where you can't even breathe. You want to hurt somebody. Unforgiveness is inside of you, brewing up something. 
destruction is real. Self-destruction is real. The worst thing in the world that you can possibly do to yourself is hold something inside you that you know is toxic. That's the worst thing in the world you can possibly do to yourself.
to my personal therapy session. <laughs> I hope you all learned something, too. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I tell you, uh, you know, when I picked this topic, Naima, we were actually talking about this in group the other day where, you know, of course, where I reside, uh, and I had a group of people there, and unforgiveness was the topic that most when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death. Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, 
educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age. Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. And get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African American Psychic Trauma. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato.
of value within self, within self, which means that your value, your worth should be like, oh, I am greater than this thing that I've been through. I am greater than this person that have violated me. I am greater than that. And the thing about it is when you put your mind in a position of looking at it from a different perspective, then you go back into the thing called empathy. Empathy is one of those things that most people say, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to put the shoe on the other foot. So why would I put the shoe on the other foot if it's, if my, uh, you know, the perpetrator or the defender? Well, it's a, it's a reason why. The reason why you do that is because you want to look at it from different perspectives, like a person that, that might have been uh, sexually violated. If they've been sexually violated by another human being, of course, you know, the first thing is anger. It is disgust. It is resentment, vengeance. I mean, we can go on and on with the descriptors of what a person will feel. But at some given point, they're going to have to cross over that threshold of fear because fear is the one that keeps it alive. It's the one that keeps it to a point where we can't uh, have any flexibility in it. Um, and when we don't have any flexibility, then we get uh, what they call uh, totally overtaken by this toxic energy that turns into anger, turns into discord. And, of course, it's all unforgiveness underneath all of those things. And underneath that is extreme pain, mm. emotional pain. So a person that has a emotional uh, threshold of pain literally covers it up with anger. They cover it up with discord. They cover it up with resentment. They cover it up. And uh, whether they realize it or not, they go, they're walking around with this inside of them. So they, they tend to attract things out of the universe that keeps this thing alive. Because mm-hmm. of a choice that they made not to do. It only takes one choice to forgive. Not choices, just one. And the process of forgiveness takes work. It is not something you do quickly, but it's something you allow yourself to do daily. I just had a, a client, uh, Naima, that I'm working with forgiveness for her. Uh, she was... Uh, uh, she's an older person, and she was violated. And, and the thing about this was this particular person uh, that violated her was trying to take her life. Oh, no. You know, yeah, I mean, they were they were uh, putting her in a position where they were giving her something internally, you know, by wow. mouth, and it was supposed to be her medication, but then... They were slowly poisoning they, her. Yeah. Yeah, they wow. were overdosing her slowly. And the family found out about it because when they would come around her, she would always seem over-medicated, like sedated. Mm. So they took her to get examined and did blood work and found out that she had large amounts of medication because she had to get injections. Oh, so she wow. had large amounts of medication that was o- overly given to her a period of time. Of course, that person has, has been apprehended and brought to justice, but she is still holding on to that unforgiveness. That's a hard one. That, it is, because it was her husband. Yeah. 
I, I think that's, that's the hard. that's the deepest pain when the person you trusted literally with your life was trying to take your life. That's such a deep feeling of betrayal. Yeah. And and I, I know so many people that are holding on to anger and bitterness at a spouse or an ex-spouse. I have a friend now that they're, her and her husband are still married, but she is she is so angry because of a financial indiscretion. You know, of course, they had a, this couple, they had a joint bank account, and he went and made a large purchase of something that he wanted, uh, and it, it overdrew the bank account, uh, eventually causing the bank account to be closed and created a, just a domino effect of a lot of things because now a lot of other bills weren't getting paid. And she didn't find out about it until, you know, later on in the month when, you know, getting all these these charges, you know, these, these bank charges for overdrafts and all of that. And, and, of course, he didn't let her know that he had made that purchase. And she's trusting him, you know, to manage the finances, and she wasn't really paying attention. And then, of course, by the time she realized it, they were near financial ruin. And she, yeah. I mean, she had to borrow from relatives and everything to try to get their finances back together. And she felt the shame of that because you know how when you when you have to ask your relatives for money and then you tell them what happened and then they, they don't make it any better. Girl, you let that so-and-so do you like that, you know, all kind of things. You know, so it just... So she's so angry, and they're still together, but she's, she's, the way she speaks to him, you can tell the anger is still there, and I'm just watching this. I'm like, this is going to eventually erode. You know, if she really, if she still loves this person, she's got to decide to either forgive or decide this was something she can't forgive and, and end the marriage, but you just you can't continue speaking to someone in that hostile voice because you're still angry, yeah. You know, still she's still very bitter, and mm. you know, and her family is not making it any better. They say things about him, they talk about him real bad because they, I guess, they're trying to be supportive of her anger, but that's not helpful. So, what what can people do? You're you know, you're mad at somebody, you're mad at your spouse, mad at your significant other, mad at whoever, mm-hmm. and people know, you know, you need to vent. You say things. What can people say that's helpful other than helping you be mad by saying ugly things about the person you're mad at? What, what, is the, what is the healthiest thing a friend can do in support of someone who's angry? Well, first they have to, um, uh, if the friend that is has to let the other friend know that and ask them a question, how long do you want to be a victim? Mm. How long do you want to be a victim? Because, see, the thing about this is victim mentality only can actually build grudges when mm. it comes to unforgiveness. Mm. It builds bitterness. It builds, uh, you know, hostility, you know, in that person. And mm. it, it, it's not, and it, you know, to them, they're pushing all of that outwardly because it's coming out of their being. It's inside of them. So the person that they feel that violates them, okay, it's not, they're not really feeling that bitterness. They're not feeling any of that. It's inside the person that is still holding the victim mentality of it. Mm. So what happens is it's a couple of things. So they, they need to explain to them 
over again the threshold of fear. Because fear of false evidence appearing real is the one that holds them in that area. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's distorted fear. It's not fear like, oh, something's going to happen to you. No, it's fear like, oh, if you are not uh, understanding what you're going through, then, you know, they're going to get over. They're going to get over. They're yeah. getting over. Yeah, they're getting they're over, getting on, over you. on you. Right. And that's a, that's a trick of the enemy. No, that's not true. That's not true. You see what I'm saying? That's why it's false evidence, you know, because it's a lie. What it, what What is the truth is that when they decide, the person that was, that they felt was violated, when they decide to no longer accept the violation as not truth. See, they're still operating in a mindset, oh, I don't believe you did this to me. Mm. So it's a mindset of denial. Okay? If you constantly keep denying it, then you can't face it. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. You can't face it because you're still denying it. And you like, oh, you, you can be, become vulnerable to it. Like, oh, you know, I can't believe this thing happened to me. Oh, poor me. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Okay, you go right back into the victim stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The victim stage is the, the thing that causes us to break down eternally. Eternal, internally, inside. You see what I'm saying? And and that and it causes so much uh, hardship between people. And it's not. You know the crazy part about this is the person that's violating you is not going to get your. It's not going to get your theory. No. Right. No, not the person that violated you. They're not going to get your fear. You're going to give it to a person they they had nothing to do with it. That's what happens. We call that displaced anger. And people have that all day long. And that's why, you you know, you say something to somebody and they snap at you, and you realize it wasn't you, it's something they were holding, it's someone else. People do that all day long. Yes. We got a comment on Facebook from our Monday's host, Zelda Robinson. (laughs) Grand rising queen, gorgeous queen teacher. I learned to forgive a relative of mine who married my ex. It was a tough Ben and Jerry's experience. <laughs> and I am still cleansing from that experience. Thanks, Dr. Uh, Debbie. Yes. Oh, yes. I get it. Yes. I understand. You I- know, one thing about wow. unforgiveness is that length of betrayal. That thing right there will eat at a person. Feelings of betrayal. You know, that's... What's difficult also is when people are close to you, family members that you have to see at family events. Mm -hmm. There's a person, and I'm sure you probably had a lot of clients like this. She had an uncle that violated her as a child. Yes. And the family didn't really deal with it uh, because he was a teenager and she was a young child and, you know, left and he was left to babysit. First of all, do not have your teenage boys babysit your young daughters. Mm. Don't do that. And, you know, uh, he was that, that age. He's, you know... <laughs> watching porn and all the other stuff, so, you know, stimulated young person. So he had her performing some acts. And 
she she was well, you know, as a child, you don't really understand what's going on, but later on, when she got to be a little older and she told her mother what happened, well, of course, the mother was furious uh, and When the mother confronted the offender, he denied it, said, oh, she's lying. And the family just kind of dismissed it. So now the the person who, you know, and now that she's an adult, you know, and everybody involved are adults, and she's got to go to family gatherings. And she feels a betrayal of the whole family. It's like, this happened to me. And when I told, no one dealt with it. Of course, the mother doesn't speak to the uncle who did the violation. She's angry, but she was kind of passive-aggressive angry. So she didn't pursue it. She just holds the anger and, of course, the daughter, the one who went through it, yes. is furious that everybody was, was too willing to let her suffer in silence and not address this offense. And, you know, a lot of them like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Well, he was young or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we were children. I was a child. He was a teenager. No one protected me, and now no one wants to deal with my emotional pain. So, you know, and, of course, she's had issues in her relationships uh, because of still holding on to that anger toward not just the offender but her whole family who just kind of want her to swallow it and just pretend like it didn't happen because they didn't know how to deal with it and didn't want to deal with it and, you know, he's denying it and so just let it go, you know, just forgive. So how do you forgive in that instance when you feel like the offense isn't being acknowledged uh and people are willing to just let you live with the pain of what happened. And, and you know, how does someone get over that? Because everybody's saying, oh, just get over it. And she's feeling like forgiveness would be me saying it's okay that he did that. And so she's, she's, she's still holding that anger. Well, there's, there's several things that has to be acknowledged, again, by the person that was violated. Now, of course, if that happened as a child, there's nothing you can do about that. That is something that is etched in time. And, uh, you know, uh, to for her to free herself, uh, all of the, the, the persons around her, she probably felt that they're not just a person that violated her, but also the ones who did not support her. Yeah also violate her. So yeah. now she's looking at violation from all different angles, yeah. right? And so that bitterness that, that's from there, from the betrayal of that, kind of feeds the unforgiveness, you know, yeah. um, towards everyone else. Now, the uh, only way that she is going to free herself, she has to then make a conscious decision. I call it a soul decision, Naima, mm-hmm. to free herself, because the thing about this is, we cannot look at the morality, 
guilty of other people's choices and base them upon our lives. Whatever they did back then is what was done. There's nothing, no one can go back and rewrite any of those personal narratives. That history is already history. Mm. So the only way to free yourself is to put yourself at a pivotal area where, okay, again, I accept it. I am in process of releasing it, and it's like shaking the dust. Have you ever heard that term? Mm. You have to shake the dust, okay? You have to shake the dust of the residue of those things that have been haunting you from days on days on years, you understand? Because otherwise, it will constantly keep brewing deep down inside of you. And again, Betrayal is real. It's, it's one of those things. Anytime someone does anything against your will, it's betrayal. It's not just a violation. It's betrayal. Rather, you know, it becomes even, especially if it's someone that you know. Yeah. You're like, well, how could you? How could you do this to me? You know, we always ask the how, the why. Okay, good chances. We may or may not get answers to those. You know. Mm. So we're still feeling that violation so surreal in the moment. I know people feel that they're still holding on to the stuff like 10, 20 years. You're still there. You're still that little child that's being violated. You're still there as that broken relationship or feeling cheated upon or whatever whatever the situation. You're still there mentally. Mm. Time says, time says, I took that from you, so why are you still holding on to it? Mm. Why why are you trying to play timekeeper with your own life? That's my job. That's my job. My job, let time do its its perfect work. And that's what they need to say. Let time do its perfect work in your life. Because the more you hold on to it, the more you're pulling it from a past situation into your present. Because now... You are not living in your present moment. You're still living in your past. Your body is in the present. Your mind's in the past. And your heart is like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of holding on to all these issues that you are gathering. Can you just let something go so I can get some relief? Mm. You know? So now. Yeah, I'm going to set up a tail. I call it, I'm going to set up the well. Check this out. Mm. The well is deep. Okay? And Mm. that's what. That's what welding means. When you weld up in your heart, some people hear that. I'm going to send up the well, right? The well is deep. It's full of nothing but water. Mm. But it's deep. And so when when the heart sends the well to the mind, Naima, here comes the tears. Yeah. Because that's the water that was in the well. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you say, okay, well, well, I don't want to cry. You know, I'm angry. But then no matter what they do, those there don't stay as long because yeah. the heart got to get released some kind yeah. of way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, the reality of it. So now, there, there was a, in, in, in my this childhood violation, someone in the family, someone in their family recently passed, and so there's going to be a funeral, and of course at funerals everybody shows up. So this person that died, she she wanted to go to her funeral, but she's still thinking she's got to face some of these people in the family that she's still angry at, and 
and I, you know, I made the suggestion. Well, do you think if if you know you see this uncle who's older now at the funeral, if you just confront him and and just you know say what you feel about what happened, whether he denies or not, just let it go. You know, address him. Say this happened. You know what happened. I'm angry. Whatever. You know, would would that would that help? I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not a a professional therapist, I don't know, but that was a suggestion. What do you think about that? Do you, does does it help to confront the person that you're holding this anger at, or should she, you know, avoid going to the family funeral because she doesn't want to, like you said, you know, relive the past? Or because every time she's around the family, all those things come up. You know, those certain family members that knew about it and didn't do anything, all of that anger is replayed. And so she's thinking of just avoiding the funeral. But it seems to me that if you avoid things, the pain of it isn't going to go away. And if you, right. you know you're going to see that person and you're going to feel those feelings, you can't pretend like they're not there. And she knows she can't just, you know, smile like it didn't happen. So what is the best way for her to address that situation? Well, I just want to, before I answer that question, I just want to let you know triggers can happen anytime. Mm. It doesn't have to, you know, it could be anywhere at any any position, any through any person, through any sound, because we experience triggers through our senses, like through our eyes, our ears, you know, through our senses, our spirit man, you know, we experience it like that. So whether she go to the funeral or not, you know what I'm saying, that doesn't mean that she will not experience a trigger. Let's get that out the way. Mm. Secondly, is that she has to, again, why, you know, you ask them, why do you hide behind the wall? You know, again, you hide behind the wall of forgiveness. And what's the purpose of that? You can't even go and pay tribute to your family because you're still caught up in in a past issue in a person. You're still caught up with a person. You're still victimized by a person. And this person is old and great, but you still victimized by a person. Yeah. You can you can walk in a grocery store and somebody could be that looks similar to that person. You gonna trigger mm. you gonna get triggered. Wow. So, so you can't again, why you hide behind the wall? Even if you hide behind the wall, you might as well face you might as well face the fear of doing it and look at it from this perspective. I'm not going to look at anyone else or experience it I'm just going to pay my respect. Uh if anyone because in your mind, before you even go there, you're going to have this prejudgmental, pre-assumed thought, oh, they're going to say something, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. And that's not even happening. Again, false evidence appear real. Mm-hmm. Fear will think for you if you allow it to. Mm-hmm. That's what fear-based mentality comes from. People assume the worst when the worst has not even happened. Mm-hmm. Right? So... That keeps her in, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, a holding space. She's still in prison. Ooh. You're still in bondage. If you can't have freedom of movement, think about that. If I can't have freedom of movement to go wherever I want to go, and I'm afraid if I see this person or if I see this person, I mean, why would you do that to yourself? Nothing is, is that greater outside of yourself to cause that eternal conflict. It's not worth it. Mm. It's not worth it. Wow. Greatest, greatest he is in the world. Right? Greatest mm. he is in the world. 
that's how you're going to live. Greater is he that's in the world. You're mm. not going to say greater is that's in me that's in the world. Do you see the difference? Yes, yes. Now you're out of sorts. You're out of sorts. No, your internal mechanism of dealing with any conflict is always an option to you. Mm. You just have to allow yourself to stop focusing on what they think is a violator. See, and that's one thing I want to really say very quickly. People produce threat systems. Mm. You produce a threat system because you're still operating under unforgiveness. So wow. what happens when you produce a threat system? Your, your, your automatic sensors, which is called your adrenal gland, your pituitary gland is going to start producing adrenaline immediately as soon as you think about it. Mm. And, I mean, especially when you see that person. When you see that person, you go into threat mode with or without your permission. Wow. Mm. That's why it's so, it's so important to move on, move on, move on. It ain't worth it. It's not worth it. Why would you do that to yourself? You're doing it to yourself after a period of time. When that thing happened at that particular time, okay, it was valid. It was valid. Four or five years later, no. It's not valid anymore. Now you're doing it to you. You can't blame the violator. You're doing it to yourself. I have some comments. Zelda Robinson on Monday home said, my husband doesn't understand how I forgave her. But what he doesn't understand is I forgive her for my own sound and not hers. Absolutely. I mean, if you're holding on to anger, it's it's, it's you beating yourself with that stick. You know, you you. Oh, uh, yeah. We also have another Facebook view, uh, Minister Callan Harrell. Some situations really take time to heal. You can say with your mouth, I forgive you, but true forgiveness has to take place in your heart. And you yeah. will know what you truly forgive. And you know that you've truly forgiven that person whenever you are in that person's presence. And there is no kind of feeling but love. Yeah. You know, and you, it, it, that takes a lot of spiritual work to get to that point. Yeah. You can't fake it because you're going to feel the real feelings that you have. And yeah. getting to that point where you can let go of anger because you realize that that person, was whatever they did to you, that was the state of their consciousness at that time. Right. And that may not even be who they are today. So if you are not able to get to that point of realization and you're still blaming that person who did that years ago, and they've moved on with their life. They have no idea you're upset about that. But you're still holding it. You're still reliving it. It's killing you. And this is where these illnesses manifest, holding on to old things that happened in the past. Forgiveness doesn't mean, well, it's okay, it happened. Forgiveness means that you're able to let it go because it was in the past. That's not who you are anymore. That's not who they are anymore. You can't make them undo it. So... Why relive it? That that's that's a hard thing for people to get to that point of spiritual awareness, where like Zelda said, you do it for your own sanity. You do it because if you keep reliving that pain, then you're hurting yourself. They did that to you once, and you're reliving it forever. Why would you do that to yourself? 
Exactly. Yeah, we got to well, take a, a, a quick break. Take a break. Yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, uh, if you're on our, oh, we got some calls on the switchboard. Okay, so uh, we will be right back to take your calls. Seven seven three nine seven seven. You're you're next, and then three one two eight eight two. You're after that, and anybody else on the switchboard, press one. We'll open your mic and get your questions for Dr. Debbie Green, and we'll be right back after this quick break. So. Stay with us. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of associated internet radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On-air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on-air everywhere, online all the time. Welcome back to Soul for 
our wonderful co-host. Uh, our executive producer of the Female Solution, Naima Latif. And go ahead and take that caller for me, please. All right. Area code 773-977. Your mic is open. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience. And give us your question for Dr. Debbie Green. Well, thank you, and thank God for everyone, and glory be to God. This is Lois in Chicago, Illinois. And, you know, God has just blessed us all this morning with brand-new grace and, and brand-new mercy, and, and we are. We were talking so much about the past, where we're not even thinking about the future. We're reminiscing on the past, but it's over with. This is a new day, and we're all blessed. And I'm really blessed and privileged to be on the Female Solution show today. The breath that God has given me, I'm sharing it with everyone. My question today, a dear friend was in the Vietnam War, and he was um, injured with the Asian Orange or what have you. And he had gone through so many different, let's say, medical advice, opinions, whatever, since for 30 years now. And as we speak, he's alive and he's constantly in pain. Nobody has been able to help him. It's not something that you have to forgive or what have you, but this is something that happened to him. What do you think, Dr. Debbie, is going on with his horrible situation? He's been at Mayo Clinic, Northwestern, Loyola. They've been really guinea-pigging on him. And he's suffering as we speak every moment of his life for 30 years. Thank you, and God bless you all. Sometimes we listen to these doctors. They say, oh, you have cancer. Well, if you don't have cancer and you let them program your mind, condition you to say you have cancer, then you have it. Most people, most people, when they tell them, oh, you have this and that, they say the devil is a lie, you know. But anyway, we can't believe, we have to only trust in God. So I don't know what's going on with him. And maybe some listeners or someone else who has that Asian orange or Vietnam veterans, and they're being mistreated. They're not really being cared for. They're caring for themselves and ill and pain all day. Thanks so much for this time. God bless you all. This is Lois in Chicago. Thank you, Lois.
into a personal account because they didn't trust themselves for hurting someone. So um, I think for sure that if, you know, if, if allowed, you know, uh, I, I would definitely be able to offer some relief. If not, you know, again, you know, I'm not saying there's an all-cure-all because there's a process in that, but uh, I just need to know more information before I can really, um, you know, say, you know, how I could help him. But I have had patients like that in the past, and I know if I can help them, I can truly help relieve some of those things that he's going through. Wow. So, um, you know, let me know. You know, you, you have my information. Um, uh, you can email me to Sofa Solutions. 77 at gmail.com because if you know someone that's suffering and the doctors can't help them, send them to me. Yeah. And I, and I think that's really, I, I would hope that our medical profession would expand to include that understanding of the whole mind, body, spirit connection. Yes. I think the first stop yes. should be to somebody to deal with that that inner being, that person's emotional state. For some reason, yeah. doctors aren't trained to even ask a person what they're going through emotionally. They just look at the physical manifestation in the body and prescribe some physical remedy. But if, if your emotions are what's creating the physical illness, you'll just recreate it. I mean, how many of us know people who got treated for cancer and then it returned? Because the the the... the Unforgiveness was still there that manufactured it. So many things that that people are are seeing, just chronic illnesses that won't go away. Well, until you heal the emotions that created the illness, it's going to always reoccur. And before we take it. I'm sure he hasn't done that. He's so caught up in what they are giving him, and of course it's not helping because that's not it. It's not not it. it. You can take all the medication in the world. But if that's, you're treating something, what they call uh, physiologically, with something that's actually having, again, an emotional or a spiritual, you know, uh, what they call a spiritual sickness, because that's what it is, because it's dealing with the mind. There's not, there, there is not a, um, any psychiatrist will tell you this. They feel there's no cure for PTSD. But there is. There's no cure for that. I I don't believe that, Naima. Of course not. I, I guess because I yes. have seen it for myself. I have seen it for myself. That and you know where and they have say the same things. I went to this office. I went to this psychiatrist. I've been suffering with this for 25 years. I said, let's look at the roots. Let's go back and examine the roots and find out what you're still holding on to. So what what has been a true factor is that. Most veterans, if they have ever been into any or experienced any trauma prior to going into the military, and if they experience trauma while in the military, trauma Mm. is, you know, going on the fields of self-destruction. That's what I call it. Yes, fields of self-destruction. Because, you know, in their mind, this is what they're supposed to do because they're trained to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Those special ops, those, those people who... You know, okay, and there's nothing that uh, they blame themselves, but they do. They still see these people in their minds. They still experience those blind men, blind minds where they saw their...
leaders, uh, you know, the people that they they were out there, they, they relive all of the same things because of the, it's the mind, the second mind has a video recorder. There you go. Yes. All right? Yes. And we call that memory, right? Yes. Okay? Automatic memory. Yes. Automatic memory, with or without your permission, can operate at any time. That's you, right. You can be blinded. I call it, I, I, uh, seriously, you can be blinded by a past event, and your eyes could be wide open, but that's all you see is that past event. Right, right. Because, you know, your, your mind has a spiritual eye. Yes. You know, it's called the third eye. The third eye is right there between the hemispheres. And the thing about this is, and not just under, it's, it's not just operable on a biological thing, okay, or a chemical thing. It's also a spiritual condemnation behind it that people don't know anything about. Mm. It is your spirit eye. You can see in your in your spirit eye very easily. Okay, so truth be told, when a person goes through any traumatic event and survive it. Mm. They relive it because the video is constantly there. Yeah. And the video can be activated at any time. Yeah. It could be through nightmares. It could be nightmares. Yeah. It can it can be triggers in the grocery store at any time. Yeah. Any time. It doesn't matter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because everything is experienced through the senses. Right. And and people don't realize that when you yeah. when you have a memory of something, every sense remembers it. Your eyes remember it. Your ears remember it. Your nose remembers it. Your skin remembers it. Everything everything. remembers it. So any one of those senses can relive a moment of that trauma, a sound, you know, maybe music that was playing during the time or a certain sound in the air that was happening or a certain smell that was happening, somebody's perfume or, you know, some... uh, Odor, something that your nose remembers, a certain feeling on your skin that you remember. I mean, in all of your senses remember that event that was imprinted exactly. in your memory. So any one of those senses could suddenly recall that moment, and then there you have <laughs> you have a memory and a trigger of the trauma. So you never know when it's happening because you didn't subconsciously you didn't you weren't thinking oh well that song was playing when I was being beaten or, you know, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you didn't consciously remember that, but your subconscious mind recorded all of it. And so you never know when something may trigger you because you don't even know what's there. And and this right. is why it's difficult for people if they have not, if, if, if they have not addressed a traumatic event and healed from it, it's difficult for them to manage when something may erupt. It, there's so many things in the subconscious mind. And you can't just pretend it's not there. It's not going to go away until you take the steps to remove it and heal from it. And like you were saying, people say there's no there's no cure. There's a cure for every single Everything. illness. That's Everything. Right. Now, you have That's physicians good. that don't know the cure. That means they don't know. But there is Correct. a cure for every single thing on the planet. You're not meant to live in sickness. You're not meant to live in emotional sickness. There's a cure for all of that. And and, and uh, that's so true. Yeah. And underneath all of, I truly believe this is just my opinion. I truly believe under PTSD is unforgiveness. Yes. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to prove my factor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, veterans uh, that actually.
actually uh, are experiencing, or anyone, you know, that is experiencing PTSD, if they, because it's a violation, okay? It's a violation of some sort. So, which means that, uh, for example, if they have, um, you know, the soldier would not forgive himself for killing whoever, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they struggle with that unforgiveness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then keeps the PTSD alive. The person that has been violated by another human being, whatever it is, who has been betrayed or, or violated, they don't forgive. Okay, we're still dealing with unforgiveness. Yeah. Now, with, again, unforgiveness keeps a person in a rigidity state, yeah. a rigidity state, so they're not moving. They're, 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 their emotions are not fluid. Their mind is stagnant with this particular issue. Now, when other things start to happen, because other things will happen, it's just no, mm-hmm. it's called life. It's called life. So there will be something is that's going to add to that thing. I always tell people, I say, why are you hoarding emotions? You're mm. hoarding emotions. Hoarding. Instead of you go, yeah, hoarding. Just like you're hoarding, people hoard things yeah. in their homes. Yeah. People hoard emotion, emotions in their hearts. Mm. Because the heart is the one that holds the issue. And they hoard things. And before they realize, they ain't got no more room at the end. So mm. they're still trying to hold things. They're still trying to hold on to things. I'm holding on when somebody said something that I didn't like. I'm holding on to a driver that got in front of me and, and he's making me angry. I'm holding on to the cashier that looked, that looked like she didn't like me because she, she moved my, my, <laughs> my groceries too fast throughout the uh, sentence. You start holding <laughs> on to things yes. automatically and not even realize that you're doing it. Yeah. You not even realize that you're doing that you're building up all of this stuff uh, that damaged emotions, leading and has is giving that unforgiveness all the power over you. And so now, yes. when you're trying to figure out, you know, why am I, you know, feeling this kind of way? Why, why it seems like you know that things just don't go as planned or why I feel tense all the time or why I keep having headaches and why, 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 why. Like you said earlier, every emotion is attached to our physical being. Every emotion. Every emotion. Every emotion is attached there, right? So that being said, you know what I'm saying, most people are operating out of the emotional mindset anyway. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're not thinking logically, logically, rational, reasonably, you'll say, okay, let me analyze this. Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I allowing this to happen? Mm. No, because you and your emotional mind. Emotional mind doesn't, it does not have logic. It does not have reason. Right. It doesn't have rationale. <laughs> it just has reactions. That's it all you're going to do. Reactions. You are impulsive and you are reacting to everything around you the same way. Here comes something. You react to it that way. You know what I'm saying? Before you realize, oh, I'm going to put hands on you. Mm. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to do this. Because all of that energy that's inside of you got to come out of you some kind of way. You see what I'm saying? And you, you're sitting on it like uh, like a mountain on the molehill. You're just hoping that the volcano does not erupt. But let me tell you something, people. If you think your emotions are, are weak, oh, I beg to differ. Mm. Okay. Your emotions are extremely powerful. Ooh, and when yeah. they're ready to explode, they're going to explode. Ooh. And it's going to be in a way you can't stop it. Yeah. So you might as well stop hoarding and go ahead and go in that back room back there in your mind and your heart and start, you know, 
okay, what did I hold on to? What have I been holding on to since I've been a little girl, a little boy? What have I been holding on to? Yeah. Because I'm telling you, if you don't do it now, it's going to well, manifest into an illness, and you will see it later. Yes, yes, before you leave this earth. Before you leave this earth. And that's why a lot of people leave this earth. That's why people leave here sick. You don't have to get sick and die. You can just peacefully yes. transition with no illness. But all the hoarded emotions, that's what makes you sick. Yeah, well, it's about time to take a break. Oh, we can squeeze in one more caller before we take a break. Uh, area code 312-882. Grand Rising, give us your name where you're from, and your question for Dr. Debbie Green. Have you had emotions that you had difficulty letting go? Go right ahead. Way on, Yash Shalom, Assalamu Alaikum, and uh, Grand Rising to you, uh, Sister Naima. Is it possible, uh, this minister plump from Chicago, I can do uh, my little, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Conversation well, after the break. Let's ask, ask a question. As a matter of fact, I know you're a veteran. Uh, have you have you dealt with emotions from the war, yes. or have you been able to let it go? Yes, yes. Uh, I have experience of PTSD, and wow. uh, I've learned to let go and let God. See, the real solution uh, to it all is is God is the answer uh, to all of our problems. And uh, healing is the best and the greatest thing that you can learn about the most important person it is living, and that is you. See, Mayor Washington said it like this, if you got it, you got it. And he was a World War II veteran, too. Absolutely right, yes. Thanks so much, Minister Plum. we got to take a break, but we'll be right back uh, on the other side of the break and take more of you all's calls. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1. So we know you've got something to say. If you're on our switchboard now, press 1. Uh, don't wait till the last minute, please. <laughs> we want to give you time to say what you got to say. So press 1, and we'll open your mic and get your thoughts. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. You are here with Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back. So stay with us. Do you or your organization need space for an event? Call the Quarry Event Center at 2423 East 75th Street in Chicago for your parties, banquets, award ceremonies, repasses, concerts, and business seminars available seven days a week. Now under new management, call us at the quarry at 773-663-2557. That's 773-663-2557. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. 
Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. job that you're going to every day, maybe you're angry at a co-worker, 
So someone may have done something to you in the past, and the effects are lingering because in the present there is still a broken relationship or a, a, a hostile relationship. And so people find it very difficult to forgive if it's not quite over. So how does a person handle forgiveness? And, and you know, there was there was a friend of mine that I was, you know, talking to her about her current situation at the job with someone who lied on her uh, and, you know, it, it, it caused some conflict. Uh, I think she, you know, got demoted and, you know, she's angry and that, and that person is still there and treating her kind of mean. And so she's going to the job saying, you know, one day I'm going to just come in here and go postal. I'm like, no, you don't want to do that because usually those incidences ended up with, you know, <laughs> everyone being dead and you, so you can't win, you know. And if you survive, you're a lifetime in jail. So, you know, how does a person let that go if the the betrayal and the betrayer is still there and the memory of the betrayal plus, you know, there are still things that you feel are violating you? Do you... Do you remove yourself from the situation? Do you confront the situation? Because, you know, she's going to work every day angry and angry and angrier and, and, you know, talking about going postal, and I'm like, you know, you really, I mean, even though she's just, I guess she's saying it to relieve the anger, but it really isn't going away. So how do you address an ongoing sore spot? You know, and I don't want to just say something, that sounds like, oh, we'll give it to God. Because, you know, people always feel like that's like, you know, dismissing their anger. Even though, and, you know, Minister Plum said, you know, God is the answer, but a lot of times people don't know how to access the spirit that could cleanse them. And so it just sounds like a dismissal, like I'm supposed to just let it go and keep hurting. And that's not what's right. being said. So how how do you get to that point where you can handle something that really isn't gone. Right. Well, uh, first thing you have to do is accept that it's happening, okay? Um, acceptance is the biggest thing uh, because when you when you accept it, then you put yourself in a place where you're like, okay, now what do I do? You know what I'm saying? And you're looking for a solution once you accept it. It's when you don't accept it, then you're going to keep struggling with it. So every time you see it, it produces a conflict, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing you have to do is then look for a, uh, a avenue of where if this person is still in your midst, and if they're still uh, doing the same thing they were doing to, to you and still violating you, then here's this thing called courage that has to come up to, to the plate, okay? Mm-hmm. Courage says, okay, I have to have the courage enough to actually access my own emotion, which not to subdue them or suppress them. I need to access them. Okay, I'm angry about this. I'm angry about this that's happening to me, so I need to do something about what is this, because i got to express my emotion. Because if I don't express my emotions, it, it's going to have me like a rabbit dog, okay? That means it's going to stay inside of me, and like she said, oh, I'm about to go postal, because she knows she is not 
man has violated her, she's been subduing, she's been suppressing emotions. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she's talking to everybody else around her, you and whoever else she's talking to, but she ain't saying it to the person that needs to be said to. Mm-hmm. So we, we go to this thing what it's called uh, what they call intellectual um, directional stance. Intellectual directional stance. I call it IDS, okay? And it's something I created actually help people deal with conflict uh, things, also looking for resolutions, you know, resolutions uh, mm-hmm. and, and resolving, you know what I'm saying? So uh, the three R's come, come to play. You're resolving, you're restoring, and you're also replenishing right there in the same moment. So that means that I have to, again, ask myself how long I want to continue to go through this, one, and two, am I ready to face it? Because i got to face the perpetrator, right? So if, I, if I'm saying yes to all of that, then the next thing, again, intellectual, directional, stand says I have to be assertive. I can't be a passive-aggressive. I cannot be aggressive. I cannot be, you know, um, you know, aggressive or passive, but none of those things, I have to be assertive. So assertive means mm. that I have to then request an appointment, request a meeting, a session, whatever it may be with this person, right? Even mm. though I don't want to talk to them, even though I feel that they violate me, even though I'm angry at them, I have to come to them in some kind of way when there's nothing else going on. I don't care if it's through an email, through a text, through a telephone, or in person. Excuse me. Is there any time, do you have any time where I can talk to you privately? Mm. If it's on the job, privately, privately. And what you want to do is tell somebody that you trust on the job that you're doing this, and they already know. They mm. already know this person was doing it. You tell them, um, can I, you know, I just want to let you know I'm about to send this email, I'm about to send this text, I'm about to do this so that I can talk to this person. I'm going to let you know I'm doing it today. Mm. You'll be my witness that I'm doing this. I'm trying to look for a resolve in the situation, right? So, okay, and if they agree to meet you, all right, that's fine. And then you have to actually understand there's there's no you and I in the conversation Mm. at all. I think that we have an issue. Yeah. That has been going on for a period of time. And mm-hmm. I would like for us to really discuss this issue so that we can get to what they call a happy medium, mm-hmm. you know, in it. Now, I don't know exactly how you feel about it, and I would like to hear what you feel about it when it comes to me. And I would hope that you will allow me to tell you what I think about what is happening to uh, what is corresponding between us and has corresponded between us. So now you're going into what they call a negotiation thing. Mm. When you go before them, you're negotiating. That's all you're doing. You don't need to get mad. You don't need to get in your feelings. You look at it as negotiation. And don't look at it as the perpetrator, as the person. Look at, okay, I am dealing with this situation. Mm-hmm. Look at it as a situation, not as a person abusing you or hurting you because you're going to lose. You're not going to win. Right. You're going to lose the victory. Right. It's a situation that you're in. Mm. A situation. So take your focus off the person. Take your focus completely off the person. Put it in a situation. I am in this situation, and I know that I don't want to be in this situation that involves this other person that I want to talk to about the situation coming to an end. 
Mm. So we have to have a mutual agreement. Now, once you cash your net, cashing your net is like, just like I said, if they agree to talk to you, you you have it with an open end. Open end. You want to open end. You don't want to close end. Right? Close end means it's a yes and no and this and you going about your business and nothing will ever get solved. No, you got to come in there with an open mind. Right? To mm-hmm. hear something you may not want to hear. Okay. But you don't keep that on your shoulders. You don't move your heart out the way. Okay? Because mm. remember, you are negotiating. And once you negotiate, you're letting them know this is what I think and I'm concerned about what you think. And I'm mm. concerned about what you feel. And I hope you understand how I feel because those are two different things. Yes. We deal with thoughts and emotions concerning this issue. Yes. All right? So after everybody starts to talk, if you find that you can alter a alternative, well, let's do it this way or whatever that way is. And, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want that, so and so and so. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, what would you suggest that we do? Mm-hmm. Don't just say, what do you mean? I'm tired of you violating me. I'm t-. No, get out of your emotion. Yeah. You can't win like that. Yeah. What, what do you suggest that you do? Since you don't want to do it the way I want to do it, what do you suggest? And you listen. And if you agree, you agree. If you don't agree, you let them know. I don't think that's going to work for us. Mm. I think we need to go back to the table again and start discussing what, what works. And if they get frustrated, they get angry, and they say, oh, I don't want to talk about it no more, well, maybe this is not a good time to talk about it. That's okay. But please be mindful. Everything that's already happened in the past, that would never happen again. Mm. So um, please understand, I'm not going to respond the same way if you keep doing what you're doing. Mm. I am going to then take it to a whole nother level. Or what do you mean take it to a whole nother level? I have to do what's best for me because I'm coming to you in all sincerity. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to you in all truth. I'm coming to you in all honesty, discussing the situation. You don't want to discuss it. You don't want to talk about it. So what alternative do you need me to do? So I can only do what's best for me. Because mm-hmm. I came to you in all sincerity, out of, out of the spirit. Hear me in the spirit. I say this thing. Mm-hmm. I came to you with all love. If you don't want, if you don't want it to, if you don't want the, the love that I'm giving you, then that's okay. I understand. But please be mindful. I'm gonna do what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And you end that, and you exit. Yeah. You have to go back and forth. Yeah. If they want to argue, I see this ain't going nowhere. Thank you so much for your time. Exit. Hang up the phone. Walk out the room. Whatever you have to do, that's that's what you do. Because don't let anyone have that much power over you to where they're constantly leaving you with the conflict. When you're trying to negotiate, when you're trying to break the break bread and they don't want to eat from your table, all mm. that, then it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I, I understand. You do what you got to do because guess what? I got to do what I got to do because mm. you're still operating in unforgiveness. I am forgiving. Mm. See, when I come to you, I'm coming to you with a forgiving mind, yeah. a forgiving spirit, a forgiving heart. Yeah. If you choose not to take my forgiveness, that's none of my business. Right, that's I've on you. I've already done what I was supposed to do. And I feel good. I can go lay my head on the pillow and say, well, <laughs> they don't want it. They don't want it. It's nothing I can do about that. So if you keep doing the same things you're doing, I'm going to think that you are operating under under unforgiveness, and you're trying to then put that on me. I'm going to let you know. I think, do you want to talk for the last time? Because I'm only giving you three tries. Three straight <laughs> tries. That's it. That's it. I'm not, because I'm going to throw you to a 
with your indecisive mind because I see that you don't even know where you're coming from. Mm. You see what I'm saying? If you can't deal with if you can't deal with the issues at hand, that's not my issue. That's not my problem. My problem is to live and not die. So I don't operate in any type mm. of death. That's Living a death state. Yes. That's a death state if a person keeps pulling you into a, a situation, yes. a conflict, but they don't want to resolve. Right. They just want no. it to stay just no. as it is. Yeah. No, ma'am. Yeah. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And if, if if we get to this level where I have to disbar you, mm. remove you, eliminate you, whatever you want to call it, then you cannot say, I have not tried. That's true. That's true. Uh, and I think so that's... Like, well, why you don't talk to me no more? Because when I came to talk to you, you didn't want to talk. Right. You didn't want to negotiate. Right. So what do you want me to do? You want me to keep ringing your bell and knocking on your door? Please, don't you understand? I'm being angry over here on the side, mm-hmm. walking through your house. Like I'm walking on eggshells. I'm slamming this. No mm-hmm. way. I'm, why would I do that to myself? Right. Why would I allow right. myself to be in that type of mindset? You know, people have to understand. I'm going to say this. I'm going to let you speak. Mm. People got to understand. Yeah. Whatever you allow to persist, it will. Yeah. Whatever that is, whether it's coming out of somebody else's spirit, somebody else's smile, somebody else's action, that, that you know, that's going to keep persisting. But if you allow those things to produce an internal conflict, you can't blame the person. You can only blame yourself because you didn't exit. You're still going back to the tug of war, back and forth, back and forth. When does it? When is it going to realize that you're in a war that you can't win? Mm. You can't win. So you might as well get off the battlefield. Mm. You know, I, I hear a lot of people that don't handle things directly. You know, they're very passive uh, and holding on to anger and not confronting it, not addressing it to resolve it, release it, let it go, or take another active step so that they are not feeling like a victim. I was in a conversation with someone the other day that was holding on to anger, and the way they handle things is to not handle it. Uh, she had a she had a, a, a relative that she was trusting to run a very important errand for her, you know, to pick up a package and, you know, uh, receive payment and that sort of thing. And the person forgot about it and, you know, because she runs a business and, you know, somebody placed order, so she was um, having, you know, the, the family member go and make the delivery. The person didn't, you know, was driving around in, in, within her car and just forgot, and, and then something happened, and uh, you know, the family member doesn't know if, if, you know, it got stolen one time she left the, the door open or if it got lost or she didn't remember what happened, but, you know, the package that was, she was supposed to deliver that somebody paid for was gone. And so she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened to your package. So the customer is, you know, saying, well, where's my merchandise? And so when she asked, she said, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I just disappeared. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I lost it someplace or what. Or So, you know, she's angry about this. Like, okay, well, you know, so now I've got to refund this customer's money. You lost the package. You know, what are you going to do about it? And, and, and I mean, she did, she was thinking, well, okay, well, one day she's going to come to me and say, well, I owe you this money. But she said, well, you know, she just never did. And I said, well, did you ask? And she said, well, no, I, I, I don't want to say anything about it. 
I'm waiting for her to come and apologize and offer to pay. And, and you know, time is past, has passed, and, you know, there's still, that issue is still there, and she still won't address it, and she's angry. Well, she never did apologize. Well, did you ever confront her? So how, do, how, how, how should people handle things when someone has done something that has hurt you, they've wronged you, whatever the situation is, and they won't address it, and you're waiting for an apology or an acknowledgement that doesn't happen, and and meanwhile, you know, like, well, we'll just I just I just said forget it. But you know, you know, the anger is still there. Right. So what? Right. How should a person face their own anger and be assertive in addressing it, rather than this swallowing it or pretending it's not there, but yet you're not speaking to that person because you're angry, and they might not even know you're angry, and they don't have the the mindset to think, oh, I should say something. Right. Who's responsible to step forward? when you're angry that someone hurt you and you are expecting them to acknowledge it and they don't? Well, the person that's holding on to the anger. Mm. (laughs) I mean, what I'm saying is, okay, again, we walk as independent units on this earth. You see what I'm saying? We all have our own life journeys, Mm -hmm. you know? So uh, at some given point, whether that person that, again, we go back to the word called violation and betrayal, because that's what it was. You see what I'm saying? They felt violated by the by the act that was already done. So it truth be told, it did happen. So mm-hmm. every time they see this person, they only go back into that same mindset. So at some given point, they're gonna have to free themselves. It's not the person that's violated, it's the person that still feels violated. Mm-hmm. That has the issue. Remember, it's a past thing. Time right. has already took it. But they still, that person that feels violated is looking at it in a, in a what they call a first-person sense, but a present sense. Oh, this mm-hmm. is still happening to me. Right. Because they're still holding on to the unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, again, we have to go back to negotiation, which is, you know, that person has to have the courage enough to say, excuse me, you know what I'm saying, can I talk to you? And can mm-hmm. I can I get to, can I talk to you regarding something that I've been holding in my heart that I really think you need to know about? And, you know, hear me in the spirit, I say this, and I always tell people, if we come into, we come out of love, right, even when we feel somebody's hurt us in some way, if you're coming out of love and you said, you know, hear me in the spirit, I say, I just come out of love to you because I know your your uh, friendship to me is important or whatever, your relationship to me is important, but I saw that there was something that was done that I really felt that shouldn't have been done, and I think we need to discuss that. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And so when you come to them in that, in that, you know, that fashion, they're going to say something to you. They're going to come and say, well, you know what, you know, what happened? You know, because deep down inside, they kind of know. They're going to know what it is. But, again, they just chose to move on. They didn't chose to, right. you know, to, to give you an ending or finality in it all. So it's up to you to bring it up. And you don't bring it up in the hostile. You don't bring mm-hmm. it up angry because you're not going to win. You know right, because then they get defensive. The yeah. Right. Remember, you go back into the victim mentality. Mm. I'm a victim of this thing, and it's hurting me, and it's hurting me, and I'm angry. It's never going to get solved like that. How it's going to get solved if you did, again, come out of love and the humility and said, okay, I think this has to stop because I know I'm still feeling this inside regarding this act, regarding this situation. And, you know, you don't look at it as they'll say, oh, you did this to me. No, don't come out of that mm. mindset. Don't come out that those 
our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. 
You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Alingato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujon, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.